You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. But hey guys, welcome in to the Huddle Up Podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle. Powered by Blue Wire Pods, I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest, who you know, who you love, as the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kalberman. Zach, I got to ask you straight up. We're going to do the raffle drawing here in a minute, but is Bradley Chubb going to play football on, on Sunday? What's what's going on? Well, if he doesn't, it won't be because of the traffic violation that led to his brief detainment. We didn't get to go over that yesterday. I want to just put it out there. I don't know about you, Chad, personally, but I'm not too worried about that. We've all been there. I know he's a professional athlete. I know the Arapahoe County Courthouse is literally in Dove Valley's backyard. It's like, hey, Brad, why can't you walk over there and take take care of that? But I'm not concerned. I am concerned, though, about his ankle. And I know it's not the surgically repaired ankle, and I know this is a problem that they've hoped that would go away by week one, but it hasn't now. And for Fangio to come out and say it hasn't responded the way we wanted to, that pretty much says he's not fully healthy. And that pretty much says he's a giant question mark for week one. And in that case, here's where my brain shifts. I would rather the Broncos maybe think about holding him out for the first game. I mentioned it before on the last podcast. You don't necessarily need Bradley Chubb in order to beat the Giants. You have Malik Reed, you have Cooper, and of course you have Von Miller. So if his ankle is still any bit iffy, any bit questionable, if it's below 95%, I'm thinking about holding him out, letting him get fully healthy, and not risk the entire season for one week. Yeah, at least uh, in this case, if Bradley Chubb is unable to play, he was a DNP today, that means he did not participate. Hey, you got Malik who finished last year as the Broncos' leader in sacks. You got the up-and-coming Jonathan Cooper. And as much as Broncos fans have just been pining, Zach, dying, pining to see Vaughn and Chubb lined up opposite of each other once again, um, like the 2018 season, and a little hint of it in 2019, even though they couldn't get any sacks until week four, you might have to uh, kick that can down the road a week or two, maybe. We'll see how long it takes for Chubb to get fully into game shape. But, Zach, as you said, if it means holding off until Chubb is as healthy as you can be, right? I mean, no, I don't think any NFL player, maybe at the beginning of the season, some NFL players are healthy, healthy. But, like, once the season starts, very few, including quarterbacks, are fully healthy at a given point in the season. So it's kind of like, are you healthy enough? So if they got to wait a game or two to un- fully unleash that attack, hey, it is what it is. What I hate about this, though, is it opens up the familiar can of worms, which is the Broncos should have took Josh Allen and not Bradley Chubb, you know, when they have the opportunity. And, guys, it's hindsight. It's revisionist history now. They, the Broncos made their pick, and Bradley was on a uh, – just a franchise historic level of output in his rookie season. Unfortunately, he had some injuries since then. But when he's healthy, and God willing, Von Miller will stay healthy, that's an imposing duo that you think can combine for, what, 30 sacks this year if all things align. So I would rather, again, if it means sacrificing week one for weeks two through 17 or 18 now, I'm all for it. Here we have, real quick, I'm going to grab a couple Super Chats because I know tonight is going to be pretty busy in the chat, so we'll grab them really quickly. Max from across the pond, thank you for getting in early. Appreciate the Super. He says, have you guys commented on the report about the Saints game last year? I'm disappointed, but not surprised. No wonder Vic went with a mature leader in QB 
in Teddy. Yes, we'll talk about that, Max. All right, we got to put a pin in it for a minute. We will get to that later in the show. Hang tight on that. Trust, okay? Um, we have one also from the queen of the show, Christy, that's going to be coming up here. She says, uh, game day coming up. I'm excited as you know what to see what we can do this season. Why isn't it clicking onto the screen? Hold on. I'll find her. There. Oh, nope, that's not it. There she is. Uh, wow. Excited as you know what to see what we can do this season. Who is everyone most excited to watch? As always, much thanks. You guys are the best. The queen from the top row before we even go live. Zach, what more Thank you. need be said? This She is, uh, you know, it's first two faces etched up there on the MHH Mount Rushmore. Christy on one side, Zeus McPeak on the other, and there are many, many more up there as well. But Christy, thank you so much for that. This is why, with respect to everybody else that you know, you started to name there, Chad. Uh, she holds the crown for a reason. She earns that nickname not just through contributions like that, but her interaction and her support for the podcast. They do not make him like Christy. You are the best, and we love you so deeply. Thank you. Okay, we'll grab this one from Casey. Then we'll do some matters of business. Come back to the raffle. All right, and then we'll move into wow. the conversation. Casey, but Casey, wow, dude, incredible. Very generous, off the top rope. And remember, we're going to announce here on the other side of Matters of Business the contest for this month that's going to include both YouTube and Facebook. So the, the, these Super Chat dollars, they're going to count. So, Casey, thank you, though, dude. Seriously, that supports us in more ways than you can imagine. Helps keep the lights on. Helps keep this content coming. He says, I need an MHH hat with both y'all's autograph. Let's go. Hey, we can do that, buddy. Uh, let us know if you're going to be at the meet and greet, the MHH meet and greet in week three in Denver. All right. If so, we can kind of arrange it around that. If not, we'll come up with other For plans. Sure. All right. For sure. Uh, lots more to get to tonight. Obviously, we got to uh, the raffle that everyone's just been we're, – we're, we've all been excited. I'm even just a little butterflies. I can't wait to see who wins this thing because I spent time cutting up the tickets today. Uh, Scott Kennedy said, hey, dude, there's probably a more efficient way for you to do that. but We'll talk about that another time. I cut up the names, the tickets. It's going to be fun. Uh, but first, guys, we got to say thank you to presenting sponsor tonight's live stream pod, and that is BetQL. Fortunately for NFL fans, the increased legalized gambling across the U.S. has made watching football on game day even more interesting. Heck, gambling has become so ingrained in NFL culture, teams are actually partnering up with sportsbooks as official sponsors. So in the same way that the Broncos might use Pro Football Focus's advanced analytics to give them an edge on game day, BetQL is here to provide bettors with the tools to win their bets when the chips are down. So here's how you can take advantage of your sports book. First, download the BetQL app. It's the only app that you're going to need to make smart bets. BetQL's best bets computer model it scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation for every game, and that's across all sports. gives you the reasoning, the logic behind why you should place the bet so you're never flying blind, and BetQL's model covers everything from spreads, over-unders, and even player prop bets. Zach? Yeah, I know we have a lot of betting enthusiasts among us, Chad, so I'm going to lay out why BetQL is a superior product out there if you're looking in this market. BetQL provides the sharp data so you can see who the pros are backing, as well as line movement so you can jump on betting opportunities in real time. That's really important. Also, BetQL offers team summaries highlighting previous success against the spread and the over-under, as well as breaking news when lineups change and injury statuses are updated. That is so crucial uh, in real time. Plus, 
this is also important. You can save all of your picks in one place to track your success and winning streaks, as well as view your rank on the leaderboards to see where you stand amongst your fellow bettors. So guys, give yourselves the betting edge on game day and head to the App Store or Google Play right now. Download the BetQL app. And if you're on a browser, you can head to try.betql.co slash MHH to get started now. Wherever you get started, when you enter the discount code MHH at checkout, you're going to get 25% off any BetQL subscription offerings. Last thing, Broncos country, be sure to check out BetQL's BetMGM offer in the description of this video down below in order to receive a free year of BetQL. Download the BetQL app and use the code MHH at checkout for 25% off and arm yourself with all of the weapons you need to beat your bookie on game day. All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll cover like Twitter, all that stuff here in a minute. Let's Let's do this thing. Let's do the raffle, shall we? All right. Thank you again to BetQL for sponsoring the show here. All right. How does this work? Everyone knows. All right. Our goal on Facebook was to get to 500,000 stars. You guys crushed that. We were hoping that we'd just simply maybe get there by the season opener. You guys crushed it with almost two weeks to spare. All right. And so what we've done is the minimum entry is now the only people let – let me back up. The only people in the running for this raffle, Zach, as we've been explaining, are those who contributed to the goal. All right. But as we explained when we got started on this thing, the minimum level to get one ticket in the hat, all right, is 500 stars. So in this little bowl are the tickets. And I'm just going to show you real quick, all right? This is not the winner. I don't even know what this says, but you can see there's a name on here, okay? Actually, no, there's not a name on that one. There's a name on this one. This whole thing, I just want you guys to see names, okay? We're going to do this randomly. The, the first name we draw out is the winner of the Vaughn Miller jersey, guys. And along with it comes a little special MHH gift, okay? And then there are some gifts some for the runners-up that were in the top five. All right, here we go. Without further ado, didn't have enough time to teach Zach a drum roll. I'm All doing right. it anyway, though. All right, here we go. Double stroke roll. Zach you get Kelderman. what you get. I'm not going to look. Here we go. The winner is... <laughs> freaking awesome. Howie, Howie. freaking day. Howie, Congrats. freaking day wins the Von Miller jersey along with a very, very special MHH gift. Now, for the people that were in the top five who really helped, I mean, they were leading the way, Zach, to strong arm this through to the goal. Uh, Howie, by the way, in the stream with us, congrats. What, what we need you to do real quick, Howie, is we need you to send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, with what your jersey size is, or what size jersey you'd prefer for Von Miller, and what color. Do you want home orange? Do you want the blue? Do you want away white, whatever? So send us an email plus your uh, shipping address, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Congrats to you, Howie. Very cool. Really appreciate your support. You had a few tickets in that. There's a reason why Howie won. He improved his odds. But guys... Randy, Zeus, Michael Ronquillo. Uh, let me let me remind myself who the other top five was. Um, Travis Weber. All right, you guys are near and dear to our hearts. You guys contributed and competed like heck to get us to the goal. So you're not being left out in the cold, guys. You might not get the Von Miller jersey. All right, but let me tell you what you're gonna get. 
First of all, each of you are going to get a Mile High Huddle hat. So if I just said your name, Michael, Zeus, Travis Weber, and Randy Jones, we need you to send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail, with your preferred hat. What hat do you want? Go to huddleuppod.com, pick what hat you want. There's the MHH trucker hat. There's the football priest hat. There's the dad hat. All right. There's a few options. Tell us which one you want. All right. And then we're, we're going to need your shipping address. Along with that, thanks to some really savvy craftsmanship, Zach, from one of our listeners, Ronnie Chavez. Pardon me if I mispronounce your name. All right. Is this cool little plaque. Now, Zach and I are, are keeping one of these for ourselves. All right. But look on each one. On one side, it says Broncos country. Cool little shot of the stadium on the other says elevation 5280 altitude sickness is real all right this was lovingly created by ronnie also going along with it is this very very cool bottle opener all right you see the little hinge here to get your get your bottles open that's on one side but maybe you're more in a modern mood so you flip it over right you got this side all right so this is going out to zeus to michael to travis weber and to Randy Jones, guys. So send us the email. There's the addresses you can see on screen. Thank you. Thank you very much for the support. We just kicked off uh, a couple days ago the new goal. All right. Here's how it works. On Facebook, we're setting the monthly goal. We want to hit it in September, 250K stars. We're going to raffle off at the end of the month or the beginning of uh, October, that is, a Justin Simmons jersey, plus a little special thank you, MHH thing. Same deal. All right. Plus on YouTube, we don't want our YouTube superstars feeling left out in the cold on this stuff because we're going to be rolling through this the entire season. It's going to be fun, okay? Basically, what we're going to do is at the end of each month, we're going to be keeping track. YouTube keeps the analytics for us, so it's really easy to track. The top five people on Super Chat, people who have supported us the most in that given month, Zach, they are going to get a little special something too. And the number one is also going to get a jersey. Yeah, and Howie, he says he's so stoked. Love the podcast. This is amazing. Broncos for life. Thank you, everyone, to get these guys to the goal. Hashtag DB4L. Howie, you've come very, very strong as of late. You are on Mount Rushmore now officially, and you're going to wear your Von Miller jersey while you're perched up there. You are a very worthy winner, and we hope you very much enjoy your jersey. Let us know which one you want. But everyone was so supportive, Chad. I noticed in the side comments, they were all congratulating Howie and happy for him, genuinely, because at root, we're all part of Broncos country. And uh, like as Howie said, everyone else in the top five to help collectively People get to goal and reach and help us reach our goal, Chad. We can't say enough about you guys. We can't thank you enough. And we hope what we want to give you is a little token of our appreciation. Yes, indeed. All right. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much. And we're starting a new goal. All right. So every single uh, Super Chat that's come in since September started, every single star that has come in since September started, it's all counting towards the goal. And starting on, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, starting tomorrow night, we'll be able to show you the leaderboards for both. So you'll be able to see that. All right. And and so appreciate you guys. Uh, Eugene Carrillo jumping in. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, he says, happy Wednesday, y'all. Boys, I'm pumped for the game this weekend. Got some money up on the Broncos. Hope you got your BetQL tools to help you make sure you're making the right bets. All right. But hey, if you're betting straight up on the Broncos, we feel you. He says, let's get this dub. My prediction, I'm calling a PS2 pick. And Jerry Judy with two touchdowns, Denver Broncos for life. Love it, Eugene. We love that optimism and that thrill and that excitement. 
You know what else I love, though, is Vic Fangio and Justin Simmons talking about the goal for the secondary. Not one interception per game, but they want multiple picks per game. They want to lead the NFL in interceptions, lead the NFL in takeaways, lead the NFL in total defense. And as I've been saying, if there's a beneficiary among them, it's either PS2 or Mr. Simmons himself. I think they will get at least one on Daniel Jones. He is so prone to turnovers, so thrown to throwing bad passes. You put some pressure on him. He will throw a YOLO ball up there that either PS2, Simmons, Darby, Callahan, etc., etc., will probably pick off. So I think you have uh, right on the money there, pun intended. This is also something that Nick Kendall talked about um, yesterday morning on Broncos for Breakfast. Daniel Jones will, as Dak just said, make some boneheaded decisions when he throws the ball, especially under pressure. But he's also quite loosey-goosey in the pocket in terms of his protecting the ball. And so, hey, even if Bradley Chubb isn't able to play this Sunday, Zach, you're going to have Vaughn Miller for the first time since the very end of the 2019 season getting after this cat. He'll have Daniel Jones has literally never faced anyone like Vaughn Miller. Or let me put it this way. He's never faced an edge threat on Vaughn Miller's level in his career. Now he's faced some great edges. I mean, Chase Young in Washington, he's gone against some dudes in his division. There's some dogs in Dallas. Don't get me wrong. There's some studs. But Von Miller is the best edge rusher of his generation, and he's going to learn that the hard way, I think, on Sunday. And here's Michaela. Love you, Michaela. The Duchess checking in. She says, is it just me? I'm kind of done with Chubb. It's kind of a disappointment. Hashtag MHH. Hashtag Orange and Blue Bloods. That is a feeling, Zach, that I'm hearing from a lot of people. It's just kind of disappointing. Hey, it's it, it's hard to, to fault a player for bad injury luck, right? But the truth is, Bradley Chubb up to this point has provided the Denver Broncos through three seasons, really only one complete season, and that was his his rookie campaign, in which he produced like 12 sacks and was literally historic. Yeah, you mentioned Vaughn, uh, if they don't have Chubb, but lest we forget about Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, Deshaun Williams. I mean, they have some pass rushers on this defense besides their linebackers. And the thing about Bradley Chubb, again, like I said earlier, it's going to open up that can, can of worms as to whether – you know, they took Chubb. Should they have taken Josh Allen in that spot? Was he the right pick? No one was really questioning that, though, when it was first made. When Chubb was, what was it, this close away from setting the NFL single-season sack? He, Javon he Kirst was, he was, was like... He was two and a half sacks away. He finished with 12. Which was a franchise record for a rookie, was it not? I mean, the guy was literally on an historic path, and paired with Von Miller, that was their thinking. If one dominant edge guy is good, two would be better, and that was going to win championships. And they had the right idea. Look what Tampa Bay did to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I mean, defense still gets it done. So I'm not disappointed. Again, it happens. It's a ticket he forgot about, a lot going on. It was uh, one of those things... Fangio downplayed it, Chubb downplayed it. It's no problem. The bigger issue here, though, is his ankle. That's the worry here, not his arrest or his legal issues. Right on wow. cue. Descending from on high, Zeus himself with a... Wow. I mean, this, just seriously, like, if I sit here and dwell on it, I get overwhelmed uh, and get emotional, but Stu literally was front and center, leading the way through the majority of our contest goals act to the 500k stars i gotta be honest i love all our superstars i was i was kind of hoping to it was totally random all right and it was totally fair across the board how the how the names were entered into the bowl i was kind of i kind of had a i'm like i hope this is Stu because Stu is just he just supports us non-stop constant and uh hey it wasn't Stu, but look what he hit look, right here and i could 
I, you know, I bet dollars to donuts and I don't need any BetQL tools to uh, divine this. All right. Zeus didn't, Zeus didn't win the Vaughn Miller jersey. He's going to get some cool consolation stuff coming his way. But I bet dollars to donuts, Zach. We'll see him in the stream tomorrow night. We'll see him in the stream moving forward because that's just the high quality member of our community that, that Zeus is. So, Stu, love you, bro. Thank you so much for everything you do. I mentioned a crown for Christy. We definitely have to have a crown for Stu. And, you know, we would love to send him stuff, but he's actually sending us stuff, Chad. You can see above my head right there, I actually have a plane, a model plane that he sent both of us. Stu is one of the most kind-hearted, generous, um, thankful people I've ever come across, and you know how indebted we are to your support. Uh, Shane, by the way, uh, appreciate the stars, my friend. And here's a quick update on the stars for tonight. Shane Daniels leading the way, working toward that 250K goal. 1,000 stars. Thank you, my friend. Michael right there at number two. Andrew Baker right there at three. Howie freaking Day chipping in. Travis Weber chipping in. Claude Riley chipping in. Travis Tarbox. Literally every name on this list had their fair share of tickets in the bowl. So, guys, thank you. Appreciate you. All right? He wants to know what jersey orange uh, for a von miller jersey orange von miller or orange jerry judy guys you'll have to tell him zach what's your take well i always go for the jersey that has the most staying power and von in a contract year and him you know new general manager depending on how he plays this year it could be he's going to be a hall of famer as a bronco but if you want uh, you want to rep a player that's in playing for the broncos for a couple years at least i think judy is the safer bet or you can go with a franchise legend like an Elway, Terrell Davis, or you can go with someone like Simmons, who is a star, and we know he's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. But even in the case of Vaughn, if they cut him tomorrow and he landed in Oakland, or, or pardon me, Vegas or Kansas City, which is never going to happen, but even if it did, that's a that's a jersey that will one day hang in the rafters in all likelihood. He's going to be in the ring of fame at the very least. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, if you ask me. So that's a jersey you could probably feel pretty safe in terms of its evergreen status amongst Broncos or within Bronco canon. Brandon Harden, Bama Broncos, jumping in. Thank you, Brandon. And it's really cool, guys, because all of our superstars, hey, you got a chance to win some cool stuff this month as well. So keep it coming. He says, will Chubb be suspended for a game for his arrest? Guys, here's the thing. The NFL does have a conduct policy. I don't know exactly what letter of that law Chubb may have violated by failing to appear in court, but let's remember, this wasn't a DUI. This wasn't a drug charge. This wasn't violence or anything like that. This was a dude who, why, do, why don't you have a valid driver's license driving around Colorado? I don't know, but he didn't. He got pulled over. He got cited. And then amidst the hustle and bustle of training camp, and the dude's got a life to lead. I understand it. He's 25. But that's still young in my book, all right? He forgot to show up to court. And then he's going about his business, gets pulled over, I assume. I don't know this, but I assume probably got pulled over. Oh, turns out, Mr. Chubb, you have a warrant out for failure to appear. This very same thing happened to someone in my family not too long ago. Young kid that was 19 years old, running and gunning. Didn't do anything wrong except he got a speeding ticket like six months prior. Forgot to pay the dang thing. Gets pulled over. Guy goes, hey, did you know there's a warrant out for your arrest? The cop says. And he goes, what? No, because he's just a young, ignorant kid that didn't even know that by not paying the bill you, or the fine, you could get a warrant. And he goes, listen, if you give me your solemn promise that today, tomorrow, whatever it was, you will get this thing taken care of. I'm going to let you go on, warrant, or on, on a, with a warning. I shouldn't. I should be taking you down to jail. 
So he went and paid it right away. But it's the same thing. Chubb's not out there committing crimes against humanity here, gang. Let's let's face it. He hurt nobody except himself. So I would I would be stunned if the league stepped in and did anything on this one. I, I know for a fact, I know you probably can attest as well. I, I did way stupider things and, and thoughtless things when I was 25 than what Chubb is dealing with as a multimillionaire who is an NFL star and all this stuff going on. Yeah, it was, you know, dumb in a sense, but whatever. You know, forgive him for a traffic ticket, what it amounts to. Um, I don't know that the NFL has ever suspended someone over that that level of infraction. And don't forget that all suspensions are challengeable. So can you imagine the NFLPA taking up that request on behalf of Bradley right. Chubb? That would get thrown out in a heartbeat. He's going to be fine. Again, his the bigger problem here is the ankle, not the detainment. Quick shout-out here, Michael. Good to see you, bro. Thanks for everything. Make sure you email us so that we can find out what hat you want. Go to huddleuppod.com. Tell us what hat you want. And then also, we need your address so we can ship you your stuff. Uh, Ernie Big Earn, as I like to say, good to see you, brother. Travis Tarbox. Love you, bro. Appreciate you. You were just outside the top five. I got a little something for you, Travis. Send me an email with your uh, with your address, okay? Um, all right, real quick, guys. Um, actually, as I see here, Ronquillo throwing up stars. Michael, don't forget, send me that email. Do you have Kiaka? Let's see if we can get Kiaka, who just checked in with a – my stream's trying to jump the, the shark here. There he is. Kiaka. With a very, very generous super. I was going to say from Hawaii, although that is where he hails. He's currently rocking it in the fine city of Denver because he flew in early to be there for the MHH meet and greet week three. He's kicking it. Kiaka, you are a Hall of Famer in our hearts. I hope you know that. We look forward to meeting you here in just a couple of weeks. And this super chat, Zach, counting toward the September goal for for the YouTube superstars. And he's giving some props to Howie. Congrats, brother. He says, love my love uh, my MHH and Broncos country, Ohana. This pod is truly a highlight of my day. I do not miss a pod. Zach and Chad, y'all are the best. Aloha. Very kind, dude. Thank you very much, bro. It really uh, means a lot to us. Trust. Honestly, uh, among everyone coming to the the meetup in week three, uh, Kiaka is one of the guys I most want to shake his hand and, and seriously thank him for all that he's done. And I got your message a couple nights ago, Kiaka, about the Fantasy League. There was a lot of mix-up with the names that were being jotted down, and uh, I lost some data when I was transferring computers, so I, I'm sorry that you were left out, but uh, we appreciate your support and all that you do, and again, I can't wait to meet you in just a few weeks now. Travis says, I already have a Vaughn jersey. Just a fan of the show, Priest, so I would have sent the stars anyway. Hey, still, send me an email, bro, okay? Uh, Travis says, I have four, talking about jerseys, LOL. Orange, blue, white Super Bowl, and the Rush jersey. I think he's talking Vaughn, right? So he already he, he's, he already had Vaughn Miller jerseys loaded for Bear. Uh, but Travis, you got some stuff coming your way. Be sure to send us that email so that we can figure out what hat you want uh, and uh, also get your little special gifts courtesy of Ronnie, these are really cool guys. I mean, it's hard to see uh, coming through a high definition, even though 4K camera. All right, but this is some serious TLC. Some orange and blue blood was bled into this thing. That just reminded me of Dodgeball. Sorry. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. But this is really cool. (laughs) This is a really cool little piece of craftsmanship, guys. So uh, anyway, Ronnie, you're a legend too, bro. We, We got you on the radar. Simon Weeb, not Weeby, not Weeby, Simon Weeb, 
up north of the 49th parallel, proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. He says, congrats to Howie. I love the passion of the group. Go Broncos. Can't wait for the team to get after it Sunday. Amen, Simon. Let's hope these Denver Broncos attack the New York Giants with the same passion, zeal, intensity that our chat has tonight. I'm literally like, it's amazing seeing the colors come in here, Chad, and seeing the, the generous offerings of our listeners. Dale, we have Michaela coming up in a second. We had Kiaka, Christy. I mean, I can't even name you guys, all of you at once. It's how so many, it's overwhelming. It's incredible. Honestly, incredible. Dale Rue jumping in with a symbolic super chat, getting in early atop the leaderboard with the likes of Christy and Casey. And I mean, Zeus and everyone else, Kiaka, uh, in the, in the super chat giveaway for this month, he says, I drove for an entire year with expired plates on my work vehicle, just completely spaced it. And I have way less, uh, going on than Chubb. When I renewed them, they did not charge me the registration fee for that previous year. Hashtag go Broncos. Hey, that's a very nice state up there in big sky country. Maybe it's the municipality. I don't know. Very kind of them. Uh, but uh, that's that's what I mean, man, is sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. I mean, my wife is terrible about remembering when registration is going to expire and stuff like that. If I've heard it once, I've heard it two or three times since we've been married, which is, you know, we're, we're going on almost reaching decade number two here pretty soon. She's had a few well-meaning popos pull her over and say, hey, your registration. Oh, you yeah. Too. And then we get it handled. So anyway, Michaela, what's up? Man, thank you so much. She's got three uh, little presents coming her way um, that we just ironed out after she helped set or joined the record super chat, individual super chat, just a couple of nights ago. So here she is again showing just phenomenal generosity. Thank you, my, my friend. She says, you guys are the highlight of my day. Love you, Priest and MHH fam. No lie, okay? Listen, I wake up in the morning. I kiss my wife. I kiss my kids. I love my family. You know, they're the highlight of my life, all right? But this is the highlight of our day as well. Trust us when we say that. We look forward to these nights, four nights a week, that we, as the Huddle Up podcast, get to sit down and talk with you. Not talk at you, not just, you know, throw takes down your throat, but we want to hear what's on your mind and get to know you guys too. And that's one of the things that we didn't see coming, Zach, when we started doing these as live streams. We basically just thought, you know what, let's – Instead of pre-recording these pods, let's just start doing them live for fun. We'll get more fan interaction. That'll be fun. But we completely slept on how, what kind of relationships we would forge and just where this would go. And so that's thanks to you guys. Love you, Michaela. I mean, Chad and I, it might seem a little sad, but we talk about talking to you guys. We talk about how great you guys are. We talk about how we want to do more for you, bring you guys more, uh, give back a little more for what you guys do to us. Michaela, you're at the front of that line as well, and we can't wait to thank you when you come to the meetup on the 26th. Base Gase is another OG superstar, been with us a long, long time. He's getting on the board. He's getting on the board for the September goal. He says, so who else drafted Judy a round or two early in their fantasy league? I'm so excited for week one, but the Giants are sneaky good, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think people are sleeping a little too much on the Giants, especially that defense. Mm -hmm. But the Giants don't scare me all that much unless this happens to be the year Daniel Jones takes the leap. But based on what we've seen from him, 
you know, those first two years in the league, I'm not too worried about that happening September 12th. You know, I don't think September 12th is going to be the beginning of the ushering in of the Daniel Jones NFL, you know, superstar era. We'll see though. But yeah, don't sleep on that defense and Jerry Judy and for fantasy. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Teddy is going to feed him quite a lot. You want to talk about a young quarterback not really having a break, though? I mean, in Daniel Jones' career, he started out with Pat Shermer, and now he has Jason Garrett. So I he, I think he's a pretty terrible quarterback. I think he was terrible coming out of college and way overdrafted, uh, but he has not had an easy shake. In terms of Jerry Judy, I noticed in the MHH Fantasy Draft last night, great time, by the way, with everyone, he went distinctly earlier than Cortland Sutton. I can't remember the exact round, but he is coming off the board fast. His ADP is rising, and for good reason. I think if there's one beneficiary of Teddy Bridgewater starting, it's the guy he's had the most chemistry with the entire summer, and that's Jerry Judy. By the way, Shar, you had a ticket in the hat as well. So keep it, keep it coming. We're going to do this throughout the season. Each month there's going to be a goal. We reach the goal. We're raffling, baby. We're raffling until the cows come home. Nathan, what's good, buddy? Good to see you. One of our newer superstars that's really come on strong, Zach, over like I'd say the last month or so. He says, do you think the jersey number change rule has any impact on quarterback O-line pre-snap reads this season? Uh, The rule Tom Brady hates, by the way. That's a good point, but at the end of the day, I think they're more looking at colors, not so much you know, numbers. But time will tell. I don't think so. I mean, if I'm putting myself in in their shoes, you know, you're juggling and processing so much information in real time when you get up to that line of scrimmage as a quarterback. I think outside of color recognitions of here's what our jersey numbers look like, here's what theirs or our jersey colors look like, here's what theirs look like. Outside of that, I don't think they're tripping on it all that much. Randy, don't forget to email us, my friend. Appreciate you. Well, I, I, I hate the the rule that went back to the single numbers. That's personally, though, but I don't think it really impacts game plans or pre-snap looks. Brady's mad because the Cowboys, who they're playing tomorrow night, a bunch of their players, especially on defense, changed jersey numbers at the last second. So he thinks it was try- a kind of a co- competitive advantage or trying to gain there. Brady's been in the league long enough. He knows every player on that defense, every player he's going to go against. And I'm with you, Chad. It, it doesn't have to see color so much, proverbially, you know, hypothetically. It's he has to see shape. As long as he sees the players and knows their faces, I don't think he really cares what number they're wearing. Isn't that a Foo Fighters record, the color and the shape? Anyway, Howie freaking day. He says, thanks, everyone. This is why Broncos country is the best fan base in the world. We argue and fight, but at the end of the day, we bleed orange and blue. This is true. Uh, Travis Weber jumping in. Again, thank you for the stars, Travis, and don't forget to email us. Switching on the other side of the ball, do you guys agree with Bobby Massey starting at right tackle over Calvin Anderson? Uh, Based on what I saw, Calvin had some good days, and I was mostly encouraged by his preseason snaps, Zach, but hey – we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater. You want to keep him upright. You want to keep him healthy. I think you're better because Anderson is so untested. You're better erring on the side of veteran competency at right tackle. Unless Anderson was just so much better, it was undeniable, which if he would have been, coaches couldn't have denied him. He would have won the job. So I'm totally cool with Massey at right tackle because Anderson can always step in at any point if Massey fails to carry the water. Yeah, that was kind of my thing as well. Massey... I don't know if he ever really played left tackle in Chicago. I think he's more predominantly a right tackle, but Calvin can play both. 
So I'd rather Calvin stay behind Garrett Bowles and you have Massey at right tackle. I think that's the best configuration of the starting lineman. But I'm just happy, thank God, it's not Cam Fleming. That was the barometer for me. It's as long as it's not Cam Fleming. So I'm good. Dude, I didn't have too many expectations for Fleming, to be frank, but I was shocked at how bad he looked in the, pre- Trash. In the preseason. I was shocked Denver decided to bring him back. Real quick, and then we'll grab uh, Dale here. Michael leading the way tonight on Stars with 2750. Randy right there at 2000. Shane Daniels, 1400. Howie Frickin' Day, the winner of the jersey giveaway, 600. Travis Weber. Uh, Andrew Baker, Colby, you had a ticket in the hat too, my friend. So did you, Andrew, more than one, Andrew. Uh, you had several, Andrew. Uh, Travis, Claude, love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll keep an eye out for your uh, topics in the chat. Uh, Dale Hendricks reached out. Let me know. Going to be there week three, MHH meet and greet. We're looking forward to shaking hands, my friend. He says, I just like to hear my name over the speaker unless it's cops, a cops radio. Go Broncos. Yes, indeed, dude. That's that's definitely not something you want to you wanna hear. For sure. Thank you, though. All points bulletin. Be on the lookout for Dale Hendricks <laughs> driving around in a crazy orange Mustang with a big old Broncos <laughs> logo on the side, right? Zeus showing out, showing love. He is Zeus McPeak. Thank you, Stu. Love you, bro. Uh, Zach, before I forget, we got to take a peek at this story real quick because this was something Max Power asked us at the top of the show, and I wanted to get to it tonight anyway. Uh, the report, here's the headline, gang, at milehighhuddle.com, courtesy of Keith Cummings. Drew Locke, Broncos quarterbacks, tried to fool the system in Week 12 mask gate fiasco. So what, what this is about, gang, is, you know, last year when the proverbial crapola hit the fan, all we heard was the Broncos' side of the story. And, of course, fans and even we as media – you know, we sympathize with the Broncos because after seeing how the NFL handled multiple other uh, viral outbreak situations with other teams, bending over backwards, rescheduling, when John Elway said that he felt like the league held the Broncos to a different standard, I was inclined to agree with him. And honestly, even after what I'm about to read to you, I still am inclined to to agree with John. But it was still, everything up until this point had been the Broncos' side of the story. Well, guess what? Roger Goodell and the NFL, they have their side. And just like in any argument or dispute, the truth usually is somewhere in the middle, right? So, Zach, that sets the stage here for what uh, Sam Farmer of the LA Times revealed in a sit-down with Roger Goodell. Very long, uh, engrossing piece. I encourage you guys to go read the article. Uh, But basically, what Goodell revealed to the LA Times was that the actual Massgate fiasco, well, it was on a Tuesday. You had Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, uh, Blake Bortles, and Jeff Driscoll deciding to come into the facility and work on a day off. This was their off day and watch film together to c- try and get a jump on the Saints, right? Well, little did they know that Driscoll was infected. And so they showed up into the meeting room to watch film together, just the four of them, and they removed their contact tracing bracelets and each one put in a corner of the room. So four corners. Then they sat down with their masks on throughout most of the hang uh, and watched the film. Well, then they find out, of course, the next day that Driscoll has tested. I think actually later that day, if I'm not mistaken, the test came out Driscoll positive. All right. So now you got to go through the contact tracing and you got to report to the league, Zach, who, who 
tested positive. All right, who was who qualified under the close quarters proximity thing? And then the you know the the footage came into play. According to Goodell, the footage showed what they saw as the Broncos quarterbacks trying to uh, fool the system, to use the verbiage in Sam Farmer's report. Do you, Zach, perceive that as the Broncos trying to those four quarterbacks trying to fool the system? Because I have my own thoughts on it, but I I can't quite go that far as them. They were in the room. Their contact bracelets showed that they were all in the same room. And the film or the the footage showed that they at least, even though they screwed up on the on the contact bracelets, the film showed they at least kept their masks on for they maintained pretty good mask discipline, I guess, for lack of a better term. Am I the only one who doesn't care? I mean, this was over, it's it's a year ago now, it's a season ago. It, it happened during the height of the pandemic when a lot of the things were moving parts and constantly changing, different protocols. I mean, if they committed an infraction, all that this story does is answer why Kendall Hinton started in that game at quarterback. All it does is answer why John Elway's pleas and him getting angry with the NFL office and, and Roger Goodell is why it, it went that way. I, I mean, I'm not really sweating this too much. It's a new season now, but I'll just say one thing to, to further my opinion along, and I emphasize opinion here. I think the reason why this is a big deal or a bigger deal is because Drew Locke <laughs> is at the center of it. If this was a quarterback room that was at that time, what was it, Brett Rippon, Blake Bortles, uh, who who else was in there? Driscoll that I'm and, and Driscoll. Uh, yeah, and, and and if it was Trevor Simeon as the fourth, or Teddy Bridgewater as the fourth, or anyone else but Drew Locke, who's known for whatever reason in league circles as this young buffoonery type of quarterback, committed to these boneheaded turnovers, boneheaded mistakes. He's dancing on the sidelines like an idiot. I think that's the only reason was to use it as more slander against Drew Locke. And I saw someone on Twitter. I think it was a national writer. I think it was Charles McDonald. I'm, not, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, Charles, if I'm misnaming you. But he resurfaced a Drew Locke statement from last year on this matter to make it look like Drew Locke gave a statement about this story from Sam Farmer. So again, if Locke wasn't part of this, I don't think it comes up again. But I'm not sweating it either way. Definitely plays a part, all right? does it, And just like then, it doesn't whatever can be gleaned from the LA times piece, it doesn't uh, reflect with stunning, you know, uh, you're not impressed with drew in that moment. All right. You sh in a perfect world, you would expect your quarterback knowing what could potentially be at stake to maintain the requisite discipline. I mean, everyone knew what the rules were. And in that, by taking off the, the bracelets that gave the NFL uh, the ammunition to do what they did. All right, Locke and like Mama Locke. Remember when when this all happened and Mama Locke came out with a big old statement on Twitter, um, yep. completely just going after the league and all that. Which, at the time, I sympathized with, and to this day, I still sympathize with. I think the NFL really did uh, jump the shark and they diluted the quality and integrity of the game. They could have simply rescheduled that for Tuesday because Drew Locke and all of them were right back in the building Tuesday morning. They should have and could have rescheduled it. Instead, they had to make the Broncos an example out of the Broncos. And I just, right. I agree with Elway that it just, look, there were some other dastardly uh, violations of perfect virus protocol from other players and teams earlier in the season. Now, you can argue whether or not 
it was on the same scale as what we what we were learning about here from Goodell's side of the story. But Goodell bent over backwards for those teams. The Patriots, all right? Uh, the Titans off the top of my head. The Ravens off the top of my head. Um, there are other instances. So when Elway said they applied a different standard, I am inclined to agree with them. I think at that moment in time, they just chose, hey, this is going to be the hill we're going to die on. Or I should say that the Broncos are going to die on. We're going to use them as the scapegoat right. to frighten all the other teams into line on this. We need as close to perfect discipline on these rules as we can get. So Locke, as a, as Keith writes here, Locke may have had good intentions coming in early or coming in on an off day and everything. Uh, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And that's true. It's true. All right. So it's in the rear view. But let me ask you this, because this is something that, that Max brought up. How much do you think that perceived snafu on Drew's part? Internally, George Payton, Vic Fangio played a role in the decision that got made, you know, 10 days ago. Zero. Zero. There's no way they should make a quarter. And shame on them if even 1% came into factor for this year's quarterback competition. 2021 quarterback battle with a new GM who wasn't there last year against a fellow quarterback who wasn't in the building last year. It should not even have 1% of factor into the quarterback decision. Vic Fangio, George Payton said leadership, intangibles, all them gravitating toward Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather much take them at their word there, and I, I pray to God that's the case because a mask or contact tracing snafu when a quarterback wanted to watch film with his teammates, if that turns you off to a quarterback, that actually would turn me on to a quarterback. That would be a guy who's willing to risk his health, and even though in a public crisis like that, it wasn't the smartest move publicly, I'm not going to condemn a quarterback for that. And to your point, Chad, about showing favoritism, you can argue the NFL showed favoritism to New Orleans. That was a Super Bowl contending team. And who were the Broncos? Some loser, basement-dwelling team that hasn't sniffed the postseason since Peyton Manning. So again, I still maintain, regardless of who's in the right, who's in the wrong, if that was another team, another quarterback room, like the teams you named, Kansas City, that would not have been the case. They would have rescheduled. They would have made accommodations. They came down on the Broncos precisely because they're the Broncos. Be precisely because they could. All right, guys, look at this. Zeus dropping some serious support on Super Chat, dropping some serious support on Stars. Love you, bro. Michael, Howie, Randy, Shane, Travis Weber, Andrew Baker, Colby, Travis Tarbox, Claude Riley. Lawrence Rivera, appreciate you guys. We'll do one last update before we dip on out of here for the night. But Colby says, I can't wait for the foot uh, for the season football's back tomorrow. That's right. Tomorrow is the uh, official kickoff for the NFL. I'm thankful to have Chad and Zach, football priests, for the good and bad, the ups and downs. Well, we're grateful to have you, Doc. Seriously, thank you, Colby. Here's a here's a nice anecdote from Diamond Rattler, another great superstar in our community. I got arrested for a failure to appear before. Not fun. Didn't even know I had a court date that I missed. Court system is all messed up. Sometimes you just don't even know, right? And if and most of the time when it's a failure to appear, like the we're not talking about someone got uh, you know, arrested for you know, uh beating their children or something, all right? And then failed to a, appear at the court date. We're talking about people who are going about their business. Oops, I went 11 over. Got pulled over, got a ticket, and then amongst the hustle and bustle of life, forgot to pay the dang thing, and I got roped in, got cuffed, 
because you can't, that's what they do. If you don't show up to court and you don't communicate with the court and you don't pay your fine, that's the only way they can strong arm you to pay is by taking away your freedom. So uh, Tony D.A. Dub, Zach, out in L.A., Tony D.A. Dub, we have received confirmation from a previous communique. We'll be there week three. We can't wait to meet you, my friend. He says, hope all is well, fellas. Prediction on stats this weekend for Teddy, Gordon, Judy, Sutton, etc. And the final score also, I have it as a 30-13 to Broncos win. Awesome, brother. If the Broncos get to 30 points in the season opener, I'm going to be freaking standing up on this desk doing the uh, Peyton Manning Rocky Top jig, you know, from training camp circa 20, whatever that was, 14 or 15. That would be absolutely thrilling. But, Zach, what are your stat predictions for that, for those guys mentioned? I don't know that I have a number top of my head right now for those players. I do think the Broncos will win this game, and they could win quite handily. I don't know about getting to 30, though. Pat Shermer still left a lot to be desired. It is still Teddy Bridgewater's first game. There is still new moving parts. There's some injuries, players coming back from those. Um, it's going to be a sort of a learning curve in weeks one, weeks two to three, maybe even week four. I think the Broncos win. I think Jerry Judy leads the team in receiving. I think Teddy has a game where he throws for, you know, 200 yards, a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns, maybe no interceptions. And the Broncos win with the strength of their defense. So Guns in my head right now. Score prediction. I'm going to go 20 to 13. But it's it's going to be more of a handily secured victory than the score indicates. I'm going to say that Teddy passes for around 180 yards. One touchdown. One pick. I'm going to say Melvin Gordon goes for 80 yards and, and a touchdown. I'm going to say Pookie gets 50, a couple of catches. I'm going to say Judy he's, accounts for the majority probably of Teddy's passing. And I'm going to say the Broncos, I mean, we usually wait to give our official prediction till the, the Mile High Mailbag night, but I'll say the Broncos are going to win this one 23-17, something like that. I don't think they're getting to 30. And if they do, again, I will stand up on the desk and do the, the Rocky Top jig right alongside a video of Peyton Manning. All right. I will perfectly map this dude's moves. All right. And I'll stand up on the desk and do that for you guys. If the Broncos score 30 points. I look forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Zach's here. Oh, now I got even more reason to root for 30. Bet QL. Broncos over. Uh, Let me just make sure we're not missing any superstars here. A desert creature, how many times will we – and by the way, Michael Carmelini, appreciate that, brother. Hey, if you can't be with us live 100% of the time, we know you're listening after the fact. So we're just stoked when we do get you uh, in the live chat. How many times, ask desert creature, will we go for it on fourth down, Zach? I mean, well, if we're going to go off Vic Fangio's um, preseason swashbuckling every time, Teddy gets a fourth down, <laughs> they're going to go exactly. for it. Yeah, I was going to say, with Locke, no fourth downs. With Teddy Bridgewater, every fourth down. No, but realistically, he has his, what's his name, Matt Sheldon, the new analytics guy that Fangio is leaning on. I think that's his name. So uh, when it's fourth and short, hopefully in plus territory, they'll consider going forward, but hopefully not as reckless as we saw this summer. Uh, Tommy Simmers, dude, you're, you're kind of a bummer. Has anyone ever told you that? I mean, I bet you're a lot of fun at parties. 
You know what I'm saying? Told you now. Chillax. Take take the advice of uh, take the advice of Aaron Rodgers, right? But as I've told you guys um, more than once here on the show on Twitter, every every human being on the earth, regardless of whether or not they're a journo or not, is biased. Now, there's different degrees of it. How much bleeds through, you know, that's that's on a case by case basis. But anyone who tells you they're perfectly 100% unbiased. Absolutely. All of the time, they're either lying to you, they're lying to themselves, or they're selling something. So just beware. Um, okay. Let me see here. Zach, I think we've caught up on on all the super. So let's grab Jerry here. Good to see Jerry, one of our great supporters, longtime listener and member of our community. He says, trust me, lock haters care. They'll make Locke the leading henchman mastermind going out of his way to perpetrate uh, the whole, you know, mass gate as a huge crime. See, that's the biggest thing that I lament over this article from Farmer and the LA Times coming out now is it's just ammunition for those most afflicted, Zach, by Locke derangement syndrome like this cat right here. Um, this, this cat that has is- nothing to do with anything, Tommy, at all. <laughs> It's a football podcast. This dude is so afflicted with the virus known as locked arrangement syndrome. He probably needs to take his own advice here, right? In terms of treatment. That's how bad it is. Um, What's next? I'm taking ivermectin, Tommy. Is that what we're bringing up now? Is that what the waters we're wading into? Tommy, we have to put you in timeout like a child. Does that tell you where you're at in this conversation? Um, Here's um, Abdullahi. Thank you for being with us. Did you all hear Ben Albright's take on the lock mask gate situation? He actually gave some context when it happened. He also watched the video. I'm, I don't know if you're referring to what he said back then or post LA times, but I have not been checking out uh, Ben today. I, I can go look after the show. We're a little too late into it to go doing research tonight, but we'll, we'll check into it unless you have Zach. I haven't seen anything, but I, I do know about Albright is, he preaches context and context is always important. So I, I think he's a purveyor of truth in this situation, more so than most other uh, journos out there to use your word. All right, guys. Uh, I'm just looking for any last burning topics, burning questions before we dip on out of here. We'll do one last Facebook update and then we will cut you loose. We'll be back tomorrow night though for the mile high mailbag. Um, so it's all good. And yes, reminder, please like this video if you're on YouTube and Facebook in particular, guys. That helps us so much. More than you know. More than you know. Uh, Zach, for Quincy here on Facebook, he wants to know, Zach, what's a QB in next year's draft class that would fit nice in Denver? I hope it's a dual threat quarterback. Now, Zach, before you answer this, I actually want to provide a little bit of a visual scratch and sniff so to speak uh that was a little contradicting but you guys get my point here uh because eric trickle was thinking about this so real quick zach you tell me who you like here all right here's the top here's 14 guys that trickle is scouting for the broncos that's my guy Uh, spencer rattler of oklahoma big strong-armed guy tons of arm talent does he have it between the ears time will tell sam howell of north carolina all right I don't know if it's just uh, the Trubisky thing, but I, yeah, I, I beware NC cues. Um, this is the guy to watch right here, mm-hmm. Malik Dual Willis threat. of Liberty. Um, this could be the. I mean, we'll see how it plays out for. Uh, oh my gosh, I just had a brain fart. The kid from 
uh, North Dakota State that went to San Francisco. Lance. Thank you, Trey Lance. We'll see if this is ends up being the next Trey Lance type guy, but he is just uber talented. Uh, Keaton Slovis from USC. Nope. Yeah. Hard pass. Uh, Phil Jerkovec, is that how you say his name? From Boston College. Uh, and then I'll, I'll get one more here. Carson Strong from Nevada. And then here's a few other names. But Zach, That's is there anyone amongst this that really, you know, you toot your horn? I think Matt Corral can be the guy that uh, skyrockets up, kind of like Zach Wilson did at a BYU. I think that's a an option at Ole Miss. I mean, that guy. I just have a good feeling about him. He look. He strikes me as a total package. You don't have to worry about between the ears like you would with Rattler. But upside wise, arm talent wise, I mean, Spencer Rattler is a high end version of Drew Locke. And if you can maintain that. Like Chad said, between the ears, the immaturity, the attitude concerns, if you get that under control and hopefully pairing him with an offensive-minded coach, I think you have franchise quarterback and up upside with Spencer Rattler. That's my guy. I'll eat crow if I'm wrong on that. I like Corral. I like Rattler. Not an overly strong draft class, but one of these guys, like we've been saying, will rise up the boards, and it very well could be Matt Corral. Joseph Mal... Mal I always mispronounce this. Malinowski? says, uh, I don't know if you guys saw my comment, but I wanted to thank you for giving me the top fan badge as one of MHH's most engaged followers. Thanks for sending that to me on Facebook. You're welcome, dude, and it was well-earned, well-deserved. And guess what? We're going to be rolling this out on YouTube here soon, too, with our membership offering. We're just putting a couple fun- finishing touches on this thing so that when it rolls out for everybody, it's just going to be a no-brainer for the community. You can become a member and, of course, continue to get access to our nightly live streams. That's not going to change. That's going to be free and open to everybody. But we're adding new shows, content, little perks that come along with a subscription on YouTube. And so we're just – I know we've been hinting at it uh, for a couple of months now, but we just want to wait till it's perfectly laid out for you guys. So that's coming for our, our YouTube gang. Uh, but, Zach, with that – we got to dip on out of here. One last reminder, guys, all right, before we do dip, we want to thank our sponsor, BetQL, the only app that you need to beat your sports book. Find BetQL's information in the description of this video along with code MHH to get 25% off at checkout. And don't forget the special BetMGM offer in the description to receive a free year of BetQL and other sportsbook signup offers and bonuses. And with that, Zach... We got to go, but we'll be back tomorrow night. So sign us off, bro. Yes, sir. This was the Huddle Up Podcast. Be sure, guys, until we see you guys next time to follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account. This is your one-stop shop for all Broncos news, analysis, rumors, transactions, film breakdowns, and so much more at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't already, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag on. You can't get one of those dope placards but you can get a hat like chad's wearing get a coffee cup you get a a hoodie t-shirts anything and everything is there we promise it's all good stuff also facebook.com slash mile i huddle big blue button in the center of your screen for less than a gallon of gas guys or a cup of coffee at starbucks you can subscribe right now and get instant exclusive access to our vip programming including kelberman's corner broncos book club trickle zone Great content worth subscribing to, worth checking out. We appreciate those who have. Also, Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. And if you haven't, guys, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your priest, as you see on the screen, a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every month. We appreciate all the entrance so far. But if you can't do any of those things, still love you, still appreciate you. Just do these. It takes literally two seconds. Subscribe, like, and share this 
video and every video you see on the MHH channel. We are off, though, until tomorrow night. Broncos for breakfast tomorrow morning, and we are on 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.